Hey, Mark. Hey. Do you want to get disbarred? <laughs> no. Well, then don't give legal advice on this podcast, all right? I'm not. And neither am I. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. Shut up. I'm the human resources director, Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Oh. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, Dennis. And uh, we have a, our second, our second ever very special episode of the Hostile Work Environment. <laughs> very special. Very special. We also have a howling cat who's visiting the Hostile Work Environment studio this morning. Yeah. Another yeah. special guest. So that's very, two, two special, special guests. guests. Um, so our special guest is going to do some follow-up for us about our holiday party episode we spent a whole lot of time giving you horror stories about how holiday parties went terribly terribly wrong yeah, and now we can talk about some best practices now we're going to talk about some best practices we've got kate bischoff you guys are going to love her she's hysterically funny she's a lovely person she no. doesn't she doesn't meow a lot but besides that she's awesome <laughs> And she'll hey, be kitty. joining us right after. Hey, kitty. Mark now has a cat in his lap. Um, we're going to take a pause, give you some messages, and then we'll be right back with Kate. Hey, Mark. What up, Dennis? Do you ever give money to NPR? I can't say that I have. Why not? Because I listen to NPR plenty, but... If I pay the money, I still have to listen to the pledge drive. And those it, pledge drives are like torture. I... I hate, like, I, it makes me not listen to NPR anymore. I know. So we're not going to do that to our listeners, are we? Go to www.patreon.com slash HWE. And if you do that, we'll promise never a pledge drive. Ever. Our promise to you. Bye. Well, we're back. Uh, we are very pleased to welcome today to the podcast a new friend, Kate Bischoff. Kate is the owner and founder of Thrive Law and Consulting in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and very cleverly took the H and the R and Thrive and made them caps, so it's got HR in the title, too. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, she is also uh, currently the HR Compliance Adjunct Professor at the Mitchell Hamline School of Law. Kate is a blogger and Twitter power user, uh, and Kate has had a fascinating career. Uh, like both myself and Dennis, she has spent time working at big law firms and she spent Yay, time in house. Yay, me. big law. Um, but unlike the two said of us, no one ever. yeah, said nobody, literally nobody ever. Um, uh, unlike the two of us, she has also served as an HR officer for the U.S. Department of State in Jerusalem and in Lukasa, Zambia. Wow. Yeah, no. That is so cool. I think that's just the coolest thing ever. So today at Thrive, Kate serves small and medium-sized businesses and helping to make organizations better through a combination of HR and legal advice. And like us, Kate does not believe that compliance is a nasty word. Uh, rather, as she puts it, quote, compliance simply means putting a seatbelt or airbag on an initiative to limit the risk to an organization. I... Literally could not agree more. Kate, welcome to Hostile Work Environment. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
So we have asked Kate to join us here today to talk about something that is very timely. Uh, in the last episode of Hostile Work Environment, we talked about stories of holiday and Christmas parties that maybe went a little bit south. The best Christmas The best parties, parties ever. <laughs> Far be it for us to horrify you with those without also trying to help. So we've invited Kate here today to talk with us about best practices for managing your company holiday party without making the party, shall we put it, um, not very fun. Yeah, so, we don't want lame parties. Lame parties kind of stink. Suck. Yeah. So uh, now here's an interesting place I, to start, I think. Uh, and this is from a Time Magazine article that came out a couple of days ago. Quote, according to a survey by Chicago-based consulting company Challenger Gray and Christmas, which I'm just amused that... Timely name. Timely name. Um, only Not a name I'd want to grow up with. No, no, but timely in this instance. Um, only 49% of companies plan to serve alcohol at their holiday events. Last year, that number was 62%, the highest number in the decade that the firm has run its survey. Wow. That number had been going up every year as the economy improved. So, question, Kate. Like, there's a bit of a delicate balance here, isn't there? So I teach compliance too, right? Like I, I teach at my local law school about this alcohol issue and we have a case study. And in the case study, there's like 9 million different compliance things going on. Some very incredibly severe and could close down the business, but there's also a keg in the office. And I'm teaching this to a big group of HR people. And the first thing that they do is they freak out about the keg in the office and <laughs> It makes me laugh because of, you know, they're an OFCCP compliant employer, but they don't have an affirmative action plan. They've got wages all over the place. They've rampantly engaged in harassment and all these things, but everybody freaks out about the keg in the office. Um, and I, I don't freak out about the keg in the office. I do a lot of work with startups and small businesses. And we start with, well, did you hire adults um, who you thought had good judgment and a lot of different things. So why would this be something that is a big concern for you from the get-go? So I'm not necessarily a person who's going to be monitoring a lot of alcohol. Uh, the oh, first good. thing- we'll keep talking to you. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so there's a bunch of different theories on this, right? One is that you have vouchers and drinkets and you handle that out. The other is you hire a bartender because bartenders can't overserve. The other theory is you don't have alcohol at all. Um, I kind of come down on this. If you're going to have an event with a, with art alcohol, you know, hire a bartender. I think that's a a, necess a good idea um, because then you have someone who's monitoring that for you and you're not the HR lady in the ugly Christmas sweater monitoring how much people are consuming. Um, so I, I generally come down on that. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. If it meets your culture, if you have hired adults, you generally believe have good judgment, then I don't see that there's necessarily a problem with it. Given all of the Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey stuff that's in the news lately, how do we manage a good, fun, perhaps alcoholized office party without it becoming dull and bland and boring? Well, I really like having activities at Christmas parties and not just mingling around and focus directly on alcohol. Um, I've been to Christmas parties where it is 
uh, set around like a sporting event or it's set around, you know, I went curling for one Christmas party. That was a lot of fun. But you're um, in I, Minnesota, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we have curling clubs in Minnesota where we can go do that. <laughs> yes. But if you have it around an activity, like going to see a sporting event, going to the theater, going, you know, doing a mystery room or something like that. I think you set yourself up for having a lot of fun that might not necessarily center the event around alcohol. Yeah. My office just did a mystery room on Friday. It was a blast. And we didn't, yeah. well, actually I take that back. I was going to say, we didn't even have alcohol in, <laughs> in the mystery room. We had a whole bunch at lunch. Um, so it was the perfect combination. You know, right. there was a lunch monitored by, you know, servers followed by a mystery room that was a blast and everybody behaved themselves mostly and had a great time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you have an activity surrounding it, I think that can be a lot of fun. I mean, I at least have fun at those and you don't have to require one to participate in them. I mean, there were at the curling party we had, there were plenty of spectators and peanut gallery members critiquing my kneeling ability. So I think that can be fun. <laughs> I actually read an article recently that said uh, on a list of things not to do at your holiday party, don't have a dance-off because it could lead to workers' comp issues. Can't see how. <laughs> Can't see how, right? <laughs> so, uh, question, a uh, little too conservative or is that, do you think that's good advice? Well, sh sure. I mean, there certainly could be an injury at a holiday party, but you have to measure the risk of having the party versus the possibility of an injury. And I would say that if an employer wanted to have zero risk, it would have zero employees. And That's so what we always tell people, but they don't <laughs> listen to us and they keep hiring. <laughs> I'm so glad to give such conservative advice, Dennis. Um, <laughs> I try. <laughs> but I would think that the value of having a party, remember, we have parties for very specific reasons. We're celebrating the end of the year. We're celebrating that the team worked well together, that we can are a team. Those are all really important reasons to have a party and not just that it's a holiday. I mean, I've had clients have parties for 4th of July, not on the 4th of July, but like around that event. And those can be a lot of fun. And if you don't party, you're not setting your group up to really enjoy each other outside of making the widgets every day. So I recommend that people party, just don't party hardy. What about mandatory limbo contests? What's your take <laughs> on that? Um, I would not endorse the mandatory limbo party. Um, if people like I, my real name is Catherine, and I always go by Kate. And if you Google me, you'll find a lawsuit that I that I helped represent somebody that included some limbo party, and that didn't really? necessarily turn out well because it got a lot of, you know, not positive press. So I would recommend against the limbo party theme. But I mean, if you had a tiki bar theme and it was a Polynesian event, you know, with fruity cocktails, I, I guess I don't see a necessarily problem with that, but. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll be Googling Catherine Bischoff limbo as soon as we get off the, uh, the call oh, yes. here. Oh, yes. I think you just gave us material, Kate. <laughs> uh, what about uh, overt religiosity? Okay to make everyone pray? Uh, 
prayer is a, is more of a touchy subject, and particularly in this climate, I'm not sure I'd recommend people pray. I don't think I would necessarily discourage it if I was the employer. Maybe not make room for it. I mean, if you're going to have a big sit-down meal, sure. If you want to give thanks and express gratitude, sure. But I don't think I would try to proselytize anything or require people to engage in prayer or, you know, everybody hold hands. That, that kind of thing might be a problem. I certainly think there's a room for expressing that gratitude in a toast or, you know, celebrating each other together. But I don't think it needs to be a prayer. And I would be really cautious about having that kind of prayer involved. Makes sense to me. One last question. <laughs> Happy holidays or Merry Christmas? What's your viewpoint? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think the sentiment is there no matter what you say, right? If I say Happy Kwanzaa, if I said Happy Solstice, if I said Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Seasons Greetings, I think that's still a thought of, I hope things are good for you. Like, it's a happy season. Saying hi and nice things. So I, I guess I don't really care. There is a lot of sensitivity about this. And, you know, we're going to say Merry Christmas again. I, again, people are people. I would be cautious about trying to antagonize somebody with it. But if the wish is there to say nice things to people, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. Amen, sister. Hallelujah. <laughs> I actually have uh, one last question, too. Uh, true or false? It's a great idea to put up mistletoe at the holiday party. Definitely false. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> Start writing your check at the checkbook out. Think about how many zeros are going to be at the end of that thing. Because you're either going to be paying your lawyer for the mistletoe or you're going to be paying somebody else for the mistletoe. It's a that, bad that, idea. That was a bit of a setup. Yeah. <laughs> I attended one workplace party. Mistletoe was distributed. It was dangling from somebody's belt buckle within about five minutes. Ugh. And it was not mine. <laughs> Good. Liar. It was well, Mark. You know, we employment <laughs> lawyers, we ride a little closer to the line than everybody else does because we think we know where the line is. Whenever there's a harassment issue at law firms, it, there's an employment lawyer generally involved in that thing. So... We used to say that all the time. All the time. All the time. Employment lawyers are just the worst at practicing what they preach. Maybe it's just the ones we know, but I think it's more universal. I'm I'm okay with extrapolating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow, this has been great. Uh, Kate, any other do's and don'ts that you can think of uh, before we let you go? I would really recommend people have a good time. I mean, this is a time to hang out with people that you sometimes spend more time with your family. And if you're caught up in the, oh my God, there's risk over here because she's having a second Chardonnay or he over there is, you know, taking his sweater off because he's hot. Oh my God, what's going to be happening? You know, I think you missed the point of why we're having a party. And so be, you know, think through what you're going to be doing, but don't make it so that you're just sitting there worried all the time. I think that defeats the purpose of having them and just have a good time with folks. Thanks, Kate. That was awesome. And we will put up links to your website on our show notes so people can find you. Um, Kate Bischoff, can't thank you enough. Thank (laughs) Thank you very, very much.
Okay, so guys, do you want to know about the best Christmas party I ever went to? Yeah. Do I need to stop recording first? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.